Welcome to the Dr. Aaron L. Albert Show. I am your host, Aaron Albert, and we're going to talk about a variety of topics, both inside healthcare, life sciences, and pharma, as well as outside. In this podcast, I'll share with you some of the best tips, tricks, best practices, books, and resources out there to help you live a better life. So stay tuned, an episode is just up next. Okay, well, we're here today with Chad Wurst, who is the CEO of ASCP. And full disclosure, before I welcome him to the show, I also have my day job with ASCP. So I will try to eliminate my bias and be objective in this interview. So welcome to the show, Chad. Thank you. I appreciate that. So can you remind us again, our audience, what the title, mission, vision, and values are for ASCP? Well, the mission of ASCP, um, which has been an organization that's been around since 1969, is to promote healthy aging by empowering pharmacists with education, resources, and innovative opportunities. Um, if you look at our latest brand transformation, our new logo, uh, you'll see the phrase, you know, empowering pharmacists, transforming aging. And really, that's, that's the pharmacist that we represent. Um, you know, we're in an environment right now where there is a exploding population of people that are over the age of 65. That baby boomer population is driving a lot of medication use and pharmacists sit at this intersection of a very large population with very complex medication needs and someone needs to help them navigate that. And since its inception, ASCP has been that organization for pharmacists that uh, gives them those resources and tools and provides a, a platform for them to provide for patients in those situations. So kind of looking toward the next decade, because the whole onus of this podcast miniseries is to look at different tribes and organizations as people, pharmacists mainly, life science professionals, discern which organizations they want to be a part of for the new decade. What is coming relative to ASCP in this new decade that's coming, and how does that fit into the organization's vision and or values? So, I mean, the population right now is about 50 million over the age of 65, and it's going to be 75 million in, in that decade. It's going to grow to that by 2030. And I think the healthcare system as we know it is going to um, have to pivot in significant ways as it relates to not just the pricing of medications, but the utilization and the strategies around ensuring that people are on the right drugs for the right amount of time and getting the right benefits. And I think for ASCP, that involves ensuring that our members have the latest information on trends and uh, clinical skills that are needed for that population. But, but the other side of that is there's going to be a lot of regulatory shifts. There's going to be some legislative shifts. There's going to be opportunities that open up that um, we're going to have to be paying attention to at the federal level so that we can quickly deploy what's going on to members who are out in practice, many of which are going to be in their own practice um, as entrepreneurs and as, as individuals. So when billing codes open, when um, a collaborative practice uh, regulations come out, when telehealth uh, expands to include opportunities for pharmacists, we have to be able to see those 
package those and get those out to members so they could take advantage of those. And I don't think there's any question that in the next 10 years, there's going to just be uh, an onslaught of those kinds of opportunities because, again, this population is, is such a big driver of healthcare and so critical to uh, really the, the country's success and the country's budget that there's going to be many opportunities to sort of get pharmacists out front and, and practicing at the top of their license. So people often decide at the beginning of a new year, new decade, et cetera, what associations to join, as I previously mentioned. Who is your target audience beyond the obvious long-term care pharmacists? Because I think that's an obvious choice. But who else should join? And what are the unique features and benefits of being a member of ASCP? Well, I think <clears throat> who should join? I think when we look at what's happened to the membership of ASCP over 50 years, it, it certainly started as pharmacists, probably most of which were pharmacy owners that were engaging a nursing home for the first time and were helping that nursing home deal with the logistics around 100 or 120 people and how they administer and handle their medications. And then over time, that, that became um, more of a clinical role as a consultant pharmacist where you were monitoring medications, monitoring labs, and providing insight to what, what patients should be on to the providers. And I think that is obviously, to your point, the backdrop of the membership of ASCP. It's pharmacists that are working in, in those skilled nursing environments. But over the past 20 years, that patient has shifted from being a nursing home patient to a assisted living patient to a patient that can be managed at home with a home care. Um, hospice has expanded. And all those arenas are areas where consultant pharmacists practice. So we have to be uh, on top of those different practice settings and be attractive to pharmacists that are either engaging those or expanding into those different roles um, as it relates to the older adult population. So I guess the short answer is a pharmacist that's practic practicing with a predominantly older adult population is the target of, of us, of our membership. Okay. So what are some of the biggest challenges of ASCP moving into the next day, decade and why do you see those as challenges? Um, I think the challenge is always going to be making sure that you're education, your resources, um, and the way you deploy and communicate opportunities is fresh, is innovative, is attractive. Um, professional organizations have always sort of uh, suffered from uh, wondering why everybody doesn't join. Why isn't every pharmacist a member of, of, of APHA? Why isn't every older adult pharmacist a member of ASCP? So I think challenge is always with regard to how, how innovative can we be to keep people's attention uh, and to make them understand that being part of a professional organization provides so many opportunities for their career and in addition provides a, a lot of opportunity to influence and shape regulations and legislation, um, which can be very episodic. Right now, there's a lot of activity around drug pricing. There's a lot of potential opportunity around the management of psychoactive medications, not just in nursing homes, but in the community. And pharmacists, you know, we can position ourselves to be available to provide um, solutions for that. But we have to have a, a viable group of members that can step in, write letters, visit, influence their legislators 
so that we can achieve those goals. So it's always, you know, the challenge is always going to be making sure that what you're delivering uh, to the member, the member sees as value and therefore is willing to uh, be a member of the organization. We've talked to organizations in this series that are less formal to more formal, hundreds of members to as many as thousands, tens of thousands of members. And there's a lot of literature out there suggesting that Gen Ys and Z don't really participate in quote unquote the traditional associations. So what is ASCP doing to encourage newer generations in particular to join? So we have a whole approach towards students um, and helping pharmacists that are transitioning. If you look at the, the pharmacists of today, that many of them are gonna do a residency. Many of them are gonna do something post uh, graduating with their PharmD degree before they really enter the, the marketplace for a career. Um, and, it, and even if they don't, they're going to want some sort of credential or differentiator that that makes them look different for uh, the job opportunities that are out there. Um, and you're also going to have a whole group of individuals that want to um, sort of work in the gig economy style, which is piecemeal a job together. So we see a lot of pharmacists that do consulting, maybe work a couple days at a traditional pharmacy um, and do some other things to, to sort of create a job. So with that in mind, we have to again have um, opportunities for them and engage them in a very different way than maybe we've done in the past. So making sure that they have access to, to participate at an early stage in their career, be on a committee, um, be part of uh, the different programs that we put out there, whether they're the boot camp programs or the falls program, um, but give them those opportunities to engage earlier to sort of capture them into the spirit of being part of a professional society or professional organization. So again, it, it really speaks to innovation and engagement um, and how you can sort of emphasize to a younger population or to a millennial population what they're getting in value for being part of uh, an association. And back to some of the unique offerings at ASCP, I'm gonna interject my own day job here. Right now we have a longitudinal year-long book club, a leadership book club, and particularly this week, as we air this podcast, we also have a really short fire sale of all of our BCGP webinars for 2020. You want to talk about those two unique things? Yeah, I mean, I think those are two perfect examples of, of what we're talking about when we talk about how are we going to engage in the next decade and how are we going to innovate our approach uh, to members. I think book club even beyond the fire sale is a perfect example of that. It's something that um, millennials seem to be interested in. They want to be, they want to be in the room with other leaders that are potentially mentors for them. Uh, a book club platform is an interesting way to do that because you have a leader that's talking about a particular philosophy that they picked up in a book that they like, and it creates a dialogue and an opportunity for others to, to engage them. Um, and I know that the, the lineup of um, book club speakers that we have is really top level uh, from the world of pharmacy. So it's an opportunity for people to, again, engage in a very different way than you might expect engaging with a professional organization. Uh, I think the fire sale, uh, again, speaks to how people like to consume their education. So um, by giving people an opportunity to buy a, a fire sale package at the end of the year when they're thinking about their CE 
um, and have it be deployed over the course of a year um, is, a, is an innovative approach and an innovative way to get people um, participating in, in the CE that's offered by ASCP. So I think those are great examples. And with that, if you're interested in either of those, you can go to ASCP.com slash book club or ASCP.com slash fire sale. So let's get in our time machines and pretend we are a month away from 2030. So 10 years from now, what is your vision for ASCP? What does it look like? How does it feel? How has it changed over the course of 10 years? Well, I'm always a very positive person. So I, you know, the way I look at it is I see an organization that has grown, um, that represents pharmacists that are actively involved in the management of medications, you know, whatever that looks like in 10 years. Is it being the coordinator of the drone that, that comes to somebody's house and drops off their medications? Is it via your smartphone device that you're communicating with the pharmacist? Is it using advanced analytics um, as, a, as a preface to figuring out how we apply the medications to a patient in the best possible way for them? Um, so I think you have a very uh, skilled, technically, um, pharmacist that's a member. I think they are um, actively face-to-face -face engaged with patients uh, a lot closer. Um, and ultimately, they're helping ensure that the, the medications that are given to patients are the right ones, regardless of you know, where they fall on the cost scale. So it's more about making sure that the patient benefits from this therapy approach than it is about worrying about, you know, is this the cheapest possible agent or what can we get away with um, from a patient care standpoint? So I think that pharmacist is, is who's a member of the organization a month before 2030. Um, I think we will have succeeded as a profession at moving toward the top of our license type of practice that we've envisioned for really the past 20 years in terms of provider status and, and maybe what that means. Um, and, you know, we're sort of in the, the glory days of, <clears throat> of practice because we have such a large population of at-risk individuals that need the kind of skills and attention that, that really only a pharmacist can bring. Well, with that, we'll end on kind of a controversial note. There is a strong argument, and you alluded to this earlier, that there are just too many associations in pharmacy. So what or how might we unite as a profession and become more harmonious and get our voices heard for things like provider status or big picture things that matter to the profession? Yeah, and I, and I hear that. And I've, I've heard that even as early as this week that we have this sort of bifurcated uh, world of pharmacy. But when you really look at a lot of the disciplines, that, that's not unusual. If you look at physicians, there's all kinds of physicians groups that organize. Um, I think maybe the way I would look at it is <clears throat> there's got to be better ways to partner with some of the, the larger organizations so that you can potentially be a member of both, whether it's ASHP or APHA, uh, and then some of the the more niche style organizations that are that are more focused and representative of a particular type of pharmacist like ASCP is, um, I think that's what we need to be thinking about because when when we operate as a unit uh, and there are there is an organization called JCPP, which is the Joint Commission on Pharmacy Practice, which brings all of the pharmacies together in the same room and talks about what major issues are impacting the profession, it does work. 
um, and we can coordinate on issues. Um, so I, I look at it differently. I don't look at it as, you know, that we all need to come together in a sense that we all need to be part of one organization. I think we all need to come together and respect that we're all bringing something different. And how does that best fit a pharmacist? And how can we partner better so that we're not asking pharmacists to be a member of seven organizations and, and really reaching into their pocket too much as it relates to, to dues and membership fees? But how can we how can we coordinate so that maybe you get some of the benefits you need from organization A, but you're a primary member of organization B? Um, and I think that's the approach that we have to take uh, going forward. So in closing back to ASCP, where can people learn more about ASCP and connect with you? Well, the website ASCP.com is a perfect place to get a sense of who we are as an organization. Um, we're, we're a very nimble small organization so reaching out uh, by phone and by email is something that uh, everybody's capable of doing you can find those emails on on the website um, and we encourage that we want engagement from people so uh, feel free to reach out with ideas or with questions or uh, with policy issues that you'd like to see addressed all that stuff really provides the engine for what we do on a daily basis so um, I encourage people to go to www.ascp.com and, and get acquainted with ASCP. Perfect. Well, with that, Chad Wurr, CEO of ASCP, thanks for being part of the series. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dr. Aaron L. Albert Show. I hope you found this episode super informative, as did I. And I would love to connect with you. If you are so inclined, head on over to Twitter. My Twitter account is at Aaron L. Albert. I'm also at Aaron Albert on Instagram. Last but not least, my website, www.aaronalbert.com, has an archive of all my former podcast episodes. I look forward to hearing from you. Give me a shout out. Let me know what else you'd love me to talk about. I'd be happy to help. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.